Welcome to the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I'm Deborah Herlax Enos, a small town girl turned TV nutritionist and healthy living expert. I design health programs for the average guy or gal, including those average guys named Metallica. On September 1st, 2020, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I asked every oncologist the same question, why did I get cancer? But none of my doctors had good answers for me. I wanted answers and that's why I started this podcast. I wanna help you to lower your cancer risk and provide self-care tips for those in the battle. I'm getting answers and I wanna share them with you. You could look at my podcast guest today, Jen Bricker Bauer and say, wow, she must have had a life of such hardship. She was born without legs and put up for adoption. And I have to tell you, she told me such an inspiring story because her parents never allowed her to say, I can't do something. She went on to be a state champion in gymnastics, competing against able-bodied competitors. She's a world-renowned aerialist and a published author. Um, Jen's attitude is just a can-do attitude. Nothing is holding her back. And I have to tell you what was also so interesting is her childhood idol was Dominique Mociano, who is an Olympic medalist, and it turns out they're actually siblings. So you've got to listen to today's podcast to hear more about Jen's inspiring story. Walking by faith and not by sight has really helped me get through my entire life. And my parents believe that too. I mean, they said, you were born like this for a reason, on purpose, for a purpose, not by mistake. And I know for a fact that being born without legs was absolutely not a mistake totally on purpose, 100% for a purpose, and in no way a mistake. Okay, today's guest on Why Did I Get Cancer is somebody I met in the green room at NBC in Seattle. Her name is Jen Bricker Bauer, although she was Jen Bricker back then. Now she's married with a little baby. And (laughs) Jen, I... I, you gave me your book, Everything is Possible. And honestly, with you, everything is possible. You're a world famous aerialist. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, aerialist, yep. Aerialist, yep. <laughs> you have traveled the world. You were a competitive gymnast. And tell us a little bit about your story, how you became all of those things with, <laughs> with what most of us would look at with your body as something that could really limit you. Yeah. So, well, thank you for um, having me. And it's just cool to connect after all this time. Yes. Up. It's just so, so full circle. I just love that. I love how God kind of does me those things. Me too. <laughs> I love those moments when they happen. It's just, that's just such a cool thing. I love it. Yeah. So basically, so I was born without legs and um, left in the hospital, put up for adoption and was in a foster home for about three months, the first three months of my life. Then I was adopted and uh, ended up 
in a small, small, small town in Southern Illinois, basically middle of nowhere. And I had three older brothers and my parents just, you know, they didn't, they were not like sophisticated in things of adoption or people without legs or anything like that. You know, it was all new to them and Mm -hmm. they had never uh, experienced any of that. And, but they just raised me, you know, normal. I mean, in that way, right? Mm -hmm. Like they would, they would make jokes because they're funny. They're like, you're not normal. You're not normal. But yeah, you know, in the way (laughs) of like, they didn't, they didn't treat me differently because I was adopted or because I was, um, didn't have legs and it was just really a God thing. You know, God chose them to be my family. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So they, they, they didn't look at you as you, as that you had any limits. No, Mm -mm. no, just, and it was kind of like this common sense thing for them. They're just like, why would we treat you any differently? You You can do what you want. I mean, it was so simple in there. I love that. I it, love the simplicity. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. How the world could be different if we just looked at it as what we look at as a very complicated existence, as just looking at it as a little more simple of just let's look at people with a different lens and just believe that we're all capable of anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice. It's, I like the simplicity in their minds yeah. <laughs> in those topics. Right. Yeah. Right. I do too. And moving on with your life, you know, and going through school, you played sports. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your athletic career. Yeah. So I just loved sport. I was just a natural athlete. You know, that's the best way I can explain it. Mm-hmm. I, I always liked to be physical. I liked to climb trees, you know, when I was little, I liked to be outside. I liked to bounce on a trampoline. And so I guess um, I like to be very active, you know, from as early as I can remember. Yeah. And I loved a lot of different sports. So I tried, um, I played softball for three years. I really liked that. I played basketball. That was my least favorite, but I tried it, played yeah. it. That was okay, but it just wasn't my thing. Uh, played volleyball, really loved volleyball. Wow. That was, okay. that was like, and I was really, I'm good at volleyball too. Yeah. So that was, that obviously it's nice when you're good at it. Right. And then my, my favorite was, um, so I watched gymnastics on TV and that was like my favorite. But then around, I grew up in, like I said, it was a very small town. So mm-hmm. we didn't really have like full blown gymnastics, but we had power tumbling. And oh. so, and power tumbling was huge in the Midwest. Like it just. I remember power huge. tumbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was really actually it's in, it's in the Olympics now, and oh, um, so it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, tumbling and trampoline are now in the Olympics. Hmm. So, but um, not when I was starting. So, but I ended up started to compete in that. Competed for four years, and hmm. I was the first person, you know, with no legs, of course, to ever compete with with able bodied athletes right. or ever in power tumbling. That's for sure. And I, you know, did state champ. I got state champion one year and went to junior Olympics and just kind of went all over and had an amazing coach and coaches and just, you know, there, people didn't limit me in that way and they had never done it, but they tried and they Mm -hmm. let me try. Wow. I, I, I love that you just said people didn't limit you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's not just people that limit us, it's ourselves that limit us. So oh, yeah. we wake up in the morning and we're tired, we're grumpy, we're, you know, fill in the blank. How mm-hmm. do you, how do you how do you smash the limitations in your head? Mm. I think that's for me personally, that's so much harder than physical limitations. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet it is. <laughs> so much harder for yeah. me, you know. 
there's just a lot, you know, in your mind is it's just such a different thing. Something physical, you can just see it and just do it, right. you know. And that I'm also that person, you know. So so different people, different challenges and stuff. But mm-hmm. for me, it's just my my faith. I mean, there's no way that I could battle these things in my mind without my faith in, in Jesus, without being, you know, being in the word. I, so it kind of is a combination, you know, like being reading in the Bible mm-hmm. consistently, but it's not a formula and then, and praying. So it's like a mixture of reading and praying and having a constant open communication, mm-hmm. open line of communication or relationship like you have with anybody else. You right. keep it going. You, you talk, you keep up to date, you know what's going on in their lives and mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. So, um, that's like a very basic way to answer it. But within that, there's so much, like it changes every day. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. Sometimes I pray more. Sometimes I read more. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's totally half and half, you know, but it's, it's not just the praying and the reading. It's because it's rooted in why he created me the way he did. It's rooted in the purpose that he has for me. And that's mm-hmm. flowing and changing too Yeah, with like, who am I speaking to today or where am I going to perform or speak or even just in the day-to-day stuff, not professionally speaking, not performing that, but just in like, I'm going to the store and you're going to, mm. and you just talk to somebody and you meet somebody. I mean, I've had these things happen on a plane and, in, you know, in the most normal settings. Mm. And then that is when, you know, God opens the door and that's directly right back. And you're like, I know that's what I was supposed to do. And for me, mm. I love when I know I'm supposed to be there. I know that's what God has for me. Yeah. That's like the one thing I never want to miss is his will for me. Ugh. Like I, it's just like, I don't want to miss that. You know, right. I want to always be on purpose. Yeah. And when you're living a bigger life, cause that's, that's just a bigger life right there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not living for yourself. Yeah. I can see how that would help you with limitations that again, you might wake up and just think it's so much harder to feed my new baby or, you know, get in the car and go down to the store and buy groceries and cook dinner because you have some physical limitations that other people don't have. And you can, Mm -hmm. it would probably be really easy to let that color your day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's having a baby was like just a whole, I mean, (laughs) the pregnancy, you know, it, it it was the first, so everything was new. Yeah. So being being pregnant, I was fit, I was healthy, I didn't gain much weight, mm-hmm. everything I wanted basically in, in that way. Yeah. And then towards the end when I got big for, for no everyone else that I was tiny, you know, but for me it was like huge. My body is so small. Right. And there was so much weight. So the last like month and a half got really heavy and just pressure, you know, mm-hmm. on your lower abs and um and so they just got uncomfortable. You yeah. know, and but then everybody I talked to, they're like that that was like that for me too. So I'm like, oh, I guess because people think, well, was it worse because you didn't have legs? And I thought maybe the pressure I thought was, yeah. but then the more and more I speak to people, they're like, no, that was all of us. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so that part was, I would say, I mean, a breeze. I was very, I had no weird cravings. I didn't have any of the stuff that people say you have mm-hmm. when you're pregnant. Um, but I think that's because my nutrition was, I understand nutrition. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just wasn't deficient in those things. Right. So that was nice. You know what I mean? I do. So I didn't yeah. have those. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice. But then I had a natural home birth planned. I had a water oh. birth planned and everything was, that's what I wanted for years. I've been, you know, 
I just knew that's what I wanted mm-hmm. whenever I was going to have a baby. And it was in alignment with everything else that I, you know, with holistically and health and all that stuff. And so the everything, everything that I wanted didn't happen. Like oh, literally, no. I mean, really? everything just, oh yeah. Yeah. Everything. My water broke. It was broke for like ever. And I wasn't, um, the contractions were like coming and going and, um, just stop it, you know, just kind of, which, okay, that's normal. That's, that's normal for the first time. Mm-hmm. But then, then as it like started and it was consistent and it was going, I just, it was so extremely painful, which I was, I wasn't expecting because I can deal with pain in a normally fine. Right. But this was like a whole different situation. And it was starting to be like, I don't think this is right, you know? Yeah. And then I finally had, oh, and then it was the one week of the whole entire year that my midwife was on vacation. Oh, no. That's when the water broke. So then I had And were you midwives. early? Were you? Were I was early. You, oh, you were early too. Was, okay. Yes. Yeah. I was a little over two weeks early. Yeah. That's a lot. So yeah. that as well. So there was that as well. And which everyone says, oh, no, no, your first one, your first one, you're not going to be early. You're right. going to pass. You're going to go late. I knew I, w- I knew I wouldn't. Yeah. Because my bo- I was like, there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. To go. Here. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because even and, retaining water, like it'll settle, you know, around the ankles or, you know, and mm-hmm. you just, but you had just to take that all on from the yep. hips up. So I can see mm-hmm. how uncomfortable that must have been. Yeah. It got uncomfortable. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I worked out the whole time, you know, I didn't oh. stop working out or anything, but that, because that helped, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, so ended up long story short, I ended up in the hospital and he was breech, which was insane because he was checked the whole time. Oh didn't know his breech. And the thing is, my midwife was trained to deliver breech babies. It's not a, it's actually not when you look into it, I didn't know that was possible. But then when you look into it, tons of people do natural um, breech births at oh, home. I did not know that. And yes, yes. And my midwife, that was the, one of the first things I asked her when I interviewed her is if she was trained in that because mm-hmm. I didn't want an automatic C-section if he happened to be breached. Right. Well, that's, that's what happened. That's what happened. I ended up having a C-section. The last thing I wanted, oh, the very last thing I no. wanted. And it was just like, man, I mean, everything went, you know, and that was really, really, really tough to deal with. Like not physically, it was. Yeah. physically it was, it wasn't even painful. Like the recovery was fine, mm-hmm. but it was the, like, this is so everything that went with it. It was like, this is, not what I wanted right. like, at all. Right. At all. I planned forever for this, you know? And I couldn't believe I'm like, me? Like of all people? I was like, I'm I did everything right. The pregnancy was like I mean, everything was so, you know, healthy and fine and it was so frustrating, you know, just like devast you know, it took Right, me a lot to of course. That. Because yeah. I and I, you know, I think a lot of us feel that way when we maybe get a diagnosis or we think, hey, I have worked my whole life to not have this happen. And so it almost feels like, okay, my body has just betrayed me. And what do you, what do you do with that? So can you speak to that a little bit about, you know, your expectation was X and Y happened and how do you move on from that? Yeah, it was, I mean, and then everything with that, you know, it was like, the unexpected hospital bills because we had a home birth plan and we paid for that already. And then the recovery, not that it was painful, but every move that I did, I used my abs, my core. Ugh. So I had to be like, 
I was so careful because I didn't want to mess the surgery up. Right. And thankfully it right. wasn't painful, but I was so limited. I was like, mm. this is, so it was just, I mean, it was very, very mentally, like extremely challenging. Yeah. And it was just total, I mean, I had to just, it was a lot of praying and asking God, like, where did I go wrong? Did I get mm -hmm. something wrong? Did I make a mistake along the way in planning? Does, you know what I mean? Like there was I, all these, yeah. these, both from my husband and I, because we were like, what in the world? Like this is, it was just so out of left field, yeah. you know, so out of left field. And so I was frustrated for just a long time. It was just like confused, frustrated. But I know that I'm like, God, you always have a plan in something. So like, and, and he doesn't always tell us what that is or show us why. Mm -hmm. But I did see, even in the hospital, like the, the nurses were like, we were blown away. I mean, the, the maternity like section of the hospital, they were just amazing. Mm. I mean, we were like so taken care of and they had like a specialist for everything to teach you about breastfeeding, to teach you about the car seat, to teach you about, wow. I mean, it was like, so it, that was amazing. I mean, especially first time parents, like mm -hmm. we, they just got to teach us. We learned so much. We had, they had so many resources and they were so sweet and so loving and like just especially when I was like so emotional and all over the place, you know, not all over the place, but to me, I was all over the place. Yeah. But then like one of the nurses comes in on like the second or third day and, and she was just like talking about like her and the other nurses were talking about me, you know, on, on the side. And, um, they'd probably never seen anybody who didn't have legs, especially someone coming in, you know, in the pregnancy, right. um, department. And, um, which is, that's a side note. Like, People my whole life have asked, like, oh, can you get pregnant and this and that? And I always thought, that is the funniest, weirdest, like, mm -hmm. in my mind, kind of dumbest question, even though yeah. I'm not, like, I don't judge people for asking, but it's like, I just don't have all of my legs. Like, has nothing to do at <laughs> right. all right. with, like, having a baby. Yeah. But it's just so funny. Like, people have asked that my whole life, you know? And I was really? thought- that is the strangest. It's like, out of all the questions people could ask you. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, that's, right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, so that kind of, so the nurses come in and one of them, she had been there, she was an older nurse. And then there was a bunch of younger nurses and they, you know, they all rotate. But one of them said something like, I don't know, like, oh, I, I don't know if they said they felt bad for me or they didn't know something. And she was like, please, like she can probably do why wouldn't she say bench press or something like more than all of us or something like that? She made some like funny comment. Well, and ended up, she had seen me on TV like several okay. years ago. And okay. she was like, you're that, you have, it's gotta be her. So then she came in and asked That's me. That's really Then cool. we started, you know, yeah. talking about everything. And it ended up, she was like, you need to come back. She's like more people. I guess I thought I was like a disaster in the hospital, you know? Right. And she was like, I can't believe how well you're handling everything. You've impressed us. Like, so my point is God was doing something in the hospital mm -hmm. and I didn't even realize. Right. You know, right. and blessing me as well through them. Right. So yeah, that was one aspect of it. But getting through it again was just believing and knowing that God has to have purpose in it. Mm -hmm. He always uses things and turns them around even when they're not good things, That's you know, right. I mean, even when they're bad things, the tragedies or whatever, mm -hmm. he will always find a way to turn that into something good for, for his purpose. Yeah. And, uh, that's not always easy to see while you're mm -hmm. in it.
it seems like every magazine I pick up and every blog that I read is talking about how to get more healthy protein into your body in 2024. So let me give you a couple of tips. So one of the things I always keep on hand is a, is a pound of frozen ground beef. It's easy to defrost. It's easy to cook up. I can cook up ground beef in about five minutes. Um, you can put a can of refried beans into it to boost the protein content and add even more fiber to it. Um, I use that, I just, sometimes I'll just cook up the ground beef, keep it in my refrigerator in a Pyrex, and then put it onto a salad, put it onto a baked sweet potato. There's just a multitude of ways to use it. So ground beef, that's my pro tip for you for 2024. But let's talk about how to get that ground beef into your freezer. So my friends at ButcherBox is offering my community an amazing deal. You get $20 off of your first box, and then you get to pick any protein from their list. So you can pick the um, chicken breast, you can pick um, salmon, and you can pick ground beef. So you get that free in your box for an entire year. I love my friends at ButcherBox. One of the things that I love the most is that they know where their protein comes from. They uh, make sure everything is humanely raised, and that is really important to me as a former farmer. So if you go to the link in the show notes and then use the code ENOS, you're going to get $20 off your first box, and you can pick your free protein for 2024 along with lots of other goodies. And hey, just and a reminder, so the special when I was diagnosed, kind of similar, so I thought, wait a second, gone. I've been in this health and wellness field for 30 years. I eat organic. I run half marathons. I do hot yoga. This is impossible. This is not, this isn't me. I remember saying that to God. And I, I got really mad at him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kicked my kitchen counter a couple of times and left a couple of dents in it. And I, but I will say, I, I, we were going to be remodeling soon. So that's why I kicked my kitchen <laughs> counter. <laughs> I knew I was getting new cabinets. But I was, really ma- I was really mad at him for probably a week. And I just thought, I'm not going to talk to you for a little while. I'm, I'm just mad. And that was the hardest week of having cancer was doing it completely on my own. So I guess my question to you is for you and your husband, Dominic, when all this, your, your plan, I say that with air quotes, when your plan yeah. changed dramatically, did you get, did you get mad at God? Did you like, did you just say, you know, this was not the way it was supposed to go. How did you handle that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was all the it was just like, how could you, I don't understand. I thought this was like, in my mind, the, the amazing testimony of how he got mm. the glory was the home birth. Yeah. It was like, how could that, how could it not like, how on earth could, you know, like, it's so opposite. Like you said, I'm like, this is not me at all. Yeah. Like literally everything I didn't want, that's what happened. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I don't yeah. like, this is on every level this just sucks. You know, like this totally just sucks. And just tell the truth, right? This on every level, this sucks. (laughs) It just sucks. And it was just so frustrating, you know? And yeah, I just was like, why? Like, I just kept asking God, I'm like, why? Why would like, Mm -hmm. why did you let this happen? And then, but then it was also like, well, did I, was there some step along the way? Was there something I missed? You know, like, should I have... Um, done something different? Was there a red flag that I did yeah. that I missed that you were trying to tell me, you know? Yep. And so um, I was very, very frustrated, just more like, dis- just extremely disappointed, like mm. just 
devastated. Like, this is not what I want. This is not how it was supposed to be. And really confused. I think that was like, I was really confused because it was just not what I knew was going to happen. Right, you know? right. I knew it was going to happen that way and it didn't. And it was just, yeah, there was a lot of weeks. Like, I mean, the first week or two was like uh, probably the hardest of like, man, again, just like what? It just made everything harder. Mm -hmm. It made it everything harder. It does. Like, I'm like, yeah. really? I would have recovered in like two weeks if I would have, you know, and even, and I recovered really well, mm -hmm. but it still, it limited me. Like I couldn't pick him up for a while. I couldn't. Yeah. Dominic had to change his diaper forever. Yeah. You know, like I couldn't lean over. I couldn't like getting in and out of bed was just uh, such a struggle. So I'm like, this shouldn't right. be a struggle. Right. I finally, like after finally not having, not being pregnant for all this time with that being a struggle because of the weight, this was supposed to be my relief of like, you know, and no, just wow. kept, I'm like, are you serious? Wow. You know? And so I was very frustrated, very confused, very mm -hmm. like trying to figure it out, you know, yeah. and it was just really, and it was also traumatic because it happened very like we had, we were like the, the cliche that I didn't want is what happened. Like mm -hmm. we had to fly to the hospital, literally a hundred miles an hour. I was in so much pain. And then it was like a movie scene in the hospital. And I'm just like, and everything was so extreme and it was traumatic for him and for me. I'll bet. And I was just like, wow, this is the polar opposite of the peaceful, beautiful, natural home birth that I wanted, you know? And yeah, it was, I was frustrated. Very right. And so like, when your mind, when your mind is that jumbled up and mm -hmm. you're so frustrated, what, what do you do to get out of it? Just praying. I mean, there was, there was yeah. talking, we, we would talk about it, like try to talk it through mm -hmm. Dominic and I, because we just, it, like, you know, when you can't figure something out, you have to just keep like talking it through right. and then maybe you get the revelation, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but it was mixed with praying too. Mm -hmm. And just remembering like, and then reading the Bible and like, I guess for me, seeing other people's stories in the Bible of like, like a Job situation, mm -hmm. not that it was that bad, mm -hmm. but still like, him and his friends were sitting around forever. Like, what did you do wrong? Right. Like, where, right. how did, the, why did this happen to you? Yeah. How could this, like, you must've done something wrong because, mm -hmm. you know, and that was obviously different. That was old Testament, but still they're sitting there. And that was like, you know, everything was taken from him. What the heck just happened? Right. And so it was just kind of, I guess that was comforting for me mm -hmm. and knowing like, okay. And also that this is just what happens sometimes in life. It is and just what happens. But I think our, our human mind, we, we need to know the why. And certainly yeah. that was the case for me. Did I not eat enough broccoli? Did I yeah. not do this? I'm sure you were thinking the same thing. And yes. so I think, yep. I think just in our humanness, if we can assign a why, an answer to a why, all of a sudden it's like, the, you know, oh, well, there you go. Like we can just yeah. let it go. But mm -hmm. what do you do in that space when there is no answer to why? And you know that asking, continuing to ask why is a deep, dark, ugly hole that you're not going to get out of. What do you, what do, you do mm -hmm. at that point? It's a surrender, which I think that's the hardest thing for, for my personality. 
I just don't <laughs> surrender things. I just don't. I don't. I'm like not even programmed that way, yeah. you know? And, and, but that's like literally the whole like basis of our faith. Yeah, it <laughs> so, is. So there is the struggle for me. And that is, that is such a struggle is like the surrendering of like, okay, I have no control. I have no idea why, like literally a complete surrender. Mm-hmm. This is like the most opposite of my nature. I think of most human nature it is, but mm-hmm. especially when you're a personality like me, I think everybody has different struggles in different areas, um, depending on the personalities. But for me, that was like an extreme, especially when you're like, I did everything right. I did everything like to make right. it happen. You know, I'm good. At, and, and that's again with the controlling factor. Of yes, trying it's to that, control everything, that controlling you know? factor. And I think nobody wants to have fault assigned to them. It's not my fault. I mean, that's how many times do you hear, you know, people say that it wasn't me. It's not my fault. And so if mm-hmm. I know that, okay, I ate enough cruciferous vegetables and I exercised five <laughs> days a week, it's not my fault. And I'm sure you mm-hmm. were thinking the same thing. I did everything I could, but to get to that place of, okay, I, I did my part God's doing his part. And at the end of the day, things just happen, but they do happen for a reason. And we don't know what that reason mm-hmm. is. Yeah. No, he will always make purpose out of it. You know, even if it's yeah. something that God didn't cause because God doesn't cause tragedy or, you know, that's not his nature, but he will redeem that. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the amazing part. Yeah. Is, and like, wow. Like, so no matter what happens, he will always work through that if yeah. we give it to him, if we surrender it to him, you know, and, and yeah. want him in it. Yeah. I, um, mm-hmm. I talked about my story. I was, at, I was asked to speak at a conference a few months ago. And one of the things that I really feel, uh, that still small voice inside, you know, that Holy Spirit throughout my cancer journey was surrender with boldness. And I thought with boldness. And I think about when I'm bold and I'm, you know, going for this goal or I'm, I'm all in when I'm bold. And so Mm. to surrender with boldness was like, I got to let this go. And I have to let this go boldly, assertively, almost aggressively, just like say, okay, I'm done. I can't do any more in my humanness. But it's time for God to step in and for me to allow him to step in. And that's given me great Mm. comfort. Wow, that is really good. I really like that. Yeah. 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 Not easy. That's good for me too. (laughs) Okay, Mm -mm. good. Well, maybe it'll be good for some of the people who are listening too. Yeah, I'm sure. Because if we, you know, that expression of white knuckling life, you know, where I'm just, I'm holding Mm. on so tightly to my relationships or my business or, you know, this happening or that happening, boy, we just set ourselves up for a constant disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so guilty of that. That's a good white knuckling. Wow. Yeah. That's me. That would be me. (laughs) Okay. Well, Jen, I didn't know, but okay. We got a lot to talk about and unpack here. Yes. I know. Oh my goodness. You'd mentioned one more thing that I want to circle back to. You were saying during your pregnancy, you were feeling like, you know, again, okay, is it supposed to be this uncomfortable? 
okay, so I don't have legs and I don't, you know, blah, 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 blah. So then you started talking to other women and found out, no, no, this is just what month eight feels like or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> but what you were saying for me to unpack it is you had community. So mm -hmm. once you started talking to women who'd been through the same thing, all of a sudden it was like, ah, okay, this is normal. And we can find real comfort in, you know, kind of quote unquote, feeling normal and community mm -hmm. really, community really helps us with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so oh, ha yeah. having that community around, how do you create community around things that you're maybe going through or you move to a new town? I mean, you move back home, but so you probably still had mm -hmm. friends and family, but you also lived in Europe mm -hmm. for over yeah. a year. How do you create community and be around like-minded people who can really help you? I, I say this to our kids a lot, you know, people either, they're like elevators, they either take you up or they take you down. How do you find mm. those people who take you up? Yeah. Um, well, I think even in, you know, here, yeah, moving back to my hometown, but it's, it was still different, you know, like mm -hmm. of not, my family's here, but then finding like our friends or community and now we have a baby. And so that's a whole, you know, mm -hmm. different kind. And then in Europe, it was very hard because it's very, very different in Europe. Oh, really? People are, yeah. I mean, in Austria specifically, I, I'll just speak about there, but it just, people just aren't as open. It's just very different, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't speak, I'm not fluent in German and um, nothing is accessible. So I had to rely on Dominic to help me with everything, which drove me crazy I'll bet. because I'm not used to that, you mm -hmm. know, but we found community there through our church and here through a church. Mm -hmm. So that's, I mean, and that was the like-minded people. That's the, you know, the people who will pray for you, who care about you, who, who will have fellowship with you, right. regardless of, you know, just kind of anything of what's going on in your life mm -hmm. and be there with you. And we met up weekly in Austria. We had, when we were in LA, we had people coming weekly to our apartment and we did, we would just pray for each other, worship, talk, fellowship, mm -hmm. you know, that was aside from Sundays. And then same here, you know, same here where, where we, when we moved here, we got plugged into a church and then it was just awesome. There was just like four, three or four different married couples all within our age. And three of us were all pregnant. Oh this gosh, year at the same that's time. so great. I mean, it just, what a, so that was a huge a blessing. blessing. Yeah. Huge mm -hmm. blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. again, mm -hmm. it just, as much as we, you know, shouldn't categorize people and label them, there is something really comforting about being around like-minded souls who are, some of them are yes. going, going through the same thing that you're going through right now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it was just awesome, especially being a first time mom. And the other, one of the other girls was also a first time mom. Wow. So that was really cool. Yeah. And now they're, you know, they're buddies. They, and they, oddly enough, she can't, she went even earlier than I did. She went like four or five days even earlier than me. Okay. We both, like we both had first time moms. Yeah. She went 37 weeks exact. And I was almost 38 weeks. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So your, your, ba Same month. your babies are growing up together. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes. So I want to just kind of wrap up with a couple of questions for you and you know, you're a new mom, um, fairly newly married, but maybe three years. Four, four and a half. Four yeah. and a half. Okay. Mm -hmm. Still fairly new, yeah. Yeah, really new. So the world, the world is, 
is a hard place to live these days. Mm-hmm. I try really hard not to watch a lot of news. Yeah. yeah. So how do you encourage yourself daily to stay upbeat and motivated and really be an encouragement to those around you? Because I think we all know that if we think too much and we go into some dark places, we're not going to be walking out the life that God has for us. Right. Yeah. And that's been very, I would say in the last three years that I've had all the range of emotions on that level Mm -hmm. because I, you know, was paying too much attention to the news and then getting, you know, just the whole emotional, you know, I think everyone's kind of had their own roller coaster at some point. Right. But from 2020 to now. And it, I went from extreme frustration to, you know, disbelief and disappointment and anger and the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm, I would say I'm definitely in a kind of settled, more level place when it comes to that. But how I keep myself, I mean, it's, I would say it's, it's really gotten like real recently. I think where the rubber meets the road because mm-hmm. of all these circumstances. And I think as much as like, I didn't, and most people didn't kind of want a lot of these outcomes. I see where God is doing like working and, and how it's producing like such a fruit because things have gotten so more difficult Mm -hmm. in life for everybody lately. Yeah. It's certainly made me, it's grown my faith Mm. much more like, Mm. and my husband's, you know, I mean, he's a fairly new believer, but he's like in a whole, that's a whole amazing testimony. That's a different story. He's mm-hmm. far more advanced than even I am. And he's a pastor and oh, he's wow. been preaching. And so, wow. yeah, okay. it's kind of, it's, it's a whole story. But, um, so honestly, it's not some like miraculous answer. It's just some days I'm really have to fight to be in mm-hmm. a good mood. And some days I'm not, you know, I'm just not. And yeah. I'm, I struggle for my motivation and I struggle to be, the person that everybody thinks that I am, you know, not to put on the mask. Yeah. It's who I am. That is, I'm very big on authenticity and I don't fake anything. You know, who I am here is who I am on stage. And Mm -hmm. that's, but I've had to fight for who I am, like to, to maintain like, but this is who I've always been. Like I've always been this person. Like I love this. And I, you know, but sometimes that doesn't just come like, Always. I have to fight for that. Right. And, and that's really hard sometimes. And what that, what I mean by fighting for it, how I do it is again, being in the word, because when I read in the Bible, it reminds me like we need to be reminded all the time. We do. We think like, Oh, the Israelites, they took, how stupid can you be? You saw all these, you know, miracles, miracles. you saw the Red Sea part (laughs) and you still roamed around like an idiot for 40 years. You Mm -hmm. know, people, you know, you think these things, right? Right. But we are no different. They just forgot. Right. Just, we just forget. It, right. It's just, it's just our human nature because we need to constantly be, re- we are reliant mm-hmm. upon our creator. Mm-hmm. And so we can't just do everything on our own. Yeah. And so I need that reminder all the time. Like yeah. I said, I, I hear the stories and I remember, Oh, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was even worse for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and then the fellowship, same thing. Yeah. You hear other people's stories and you're like, Oh, I'm not alone. Okay. This is, this is a normal thing that people go through hard times. Yeah. And then it's connected with, okay, God created me for a purpose. Okay, that's right. And then I, you know what I mean? Don't cast all your burdens on him. You know, mm-hmm. he le- gives us peace. 
not as the world gives, but he gives peace. That's right. You know, don't worry about tomorrow's problems. There's enough going on today. There you know, sure like is all- <laughs> enough going on today. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that so the truth? Yeah. It those things like, and then releasing it in prayer and giving it over to him or asking him questions or, mm-hmm. you know, like unloading it on him because he can take it. We can't. Yeah. So it, but it's every day, all the time. Yeah. It's, that's, I mean, that's, that's how I'm getting through it. That's how I'm being strengthened. That's how mm-hmm. I'm getting where I'm getting my peace from and how I'm able to then like sustain, you know, and like go on right? basically with everything. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's really good advice because I, I think, again, we ask those questions why, or again, we watch too much news or it's in our feed, social media, or, you know, on your laptop. And then we just go, we spiral. I'm speaking about myself now. Yeah, I'll spiral yeah. into a dark hole where I think everything is bad. People are mean. People are horrible. You know, like I could just go on yeah. and on. And I have to push the pause button and I'm learning to do that. I'm not great at it yet, but my, my very first podcast guest, um, his name is Jamie Winship and he is just this, I mean, I tell you, I learned so much from him every time I'll tag him in the show notes. And he said, (laughs) you know, it's okay to just say to God, Hey God, I don't think you're big enough to fix this. And just tell the truth Mm. because the truth will set you free. And I don't want to skirt around the truth anymore. Let's just speak the truth with boldness. I'll go back to that word with boldness. Mm -hmm. And God's big enough. I'm not God. I can't handle that. But he's big enough to handle it. And he said, so just, just speak truth to God and just say, okay, I don't think you're big enough to fix my day, to heal my kid to blah, 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 blah. And then just go silent and he'll always answer you. And I, I love Mm. that. And I, I find myself doing that more and more each day. And he said, sometimes he does it like every half an hour (laughs) because your, your day is just going so haywire. You just, yeah, you need to just, that's good. Yeah. Just kind of just be truthful. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That's, that's really good. Actually, that's something that it's just funny because it's, it's something that recently I've been, I would say I always have been honest with him, mm-hmm. I would say, but I never wanted to like, I guess, offend him in that way. <laughs> but right. then it's like, God can handle it. You he know? sure he's not, can. He's, he's not like offended by your emotions. He's really not because he <laughs> yeah. made you exactly yes. the way you are and exactly yes. the way I am. And I am an emotional person and my family sometimes even calls me dramatic and that's okay. I'm just going (laughs) to embrace it. (laughs) Oh, well, Jen Bricker Bauer, such a pleasure. Oh my gosh. After so many years, um, not seeing you, it's beautiful to see your lovely face and to hear your story about your family and your new baby. And I just, I'm just so happy you came on the podcast today. It was really encouraging. I just feel like you're such a, um, you're just a walking encouragement to others. Um, Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today on the Why Did I Get Cancer podcast. I've got my shopping guide for all of my cancer self-care items in the show notes, along with information about today's guest and our show sponsors. 
And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Keep in mind, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a gal that got diagnosed with cancer and wanted answers. If you need medical advice, please be sure to consult with a medical professional. And thank you for listening.